You were never meant to create this way. Caged by shame that whispers, you're not good enough, you're not doing enough, you will never be successful. No, you were born to create with wild and abundant joy, with reckless abandon, unfettered feeling, and the easy piece of unshakable assurance. Here at Wildmaking, we're reclaiming this birthright together, untaming our art and rewilding our relationships with our creative work. I'm your host, author and creative wellness coach, Kristen Kiefer. Let's get started. Imagine for a second that you are a reader who has just traveled far from home to attend your favorite author's book signing. You listen to them speak, you've waited in line for hours, and now your time has come to get to meet your your favorite author and to tell them all about how much you loved their latest book. But after you tell them how much you adore that book, they look at you and they say, you know, it's really okay. Like, I, I know this latest book wasn't as good as the rest of them, and you probably didn't enjoy it all that much, but, uh, thanks for trying to be nice. Can you imagine how incredibly, like, confounding, but also kind of devastating this experience would be? Because you're telling the author the truth. You loved their latest book. You love all of their work. And it hurts to not only hear that author speak so poorly about themselves, but to have them assume the worst of you as well. To have them assume that you were lying. With this story in mind, I want you to take a moment to think about all of the assumptions that you are making about what other people do or one day will think about you and your creative work. Do you worry that other people think that your work is too silly or too dark, too gory, too explicit, too cheesy? Do you worry that other people secretly think that your books aren't very good or that your paintings are disappointing or that you're a talentless hack? This conversation, this topic is near and dear to my heart because Last week, after six months of weekly sessions and three months of bi-weekly sessions, I sat on the couch opposite my therapist for the last time, or at least the last time for like a good while, right? Hopefully. I have no plans of going back at present. My treatment plan is complete. And I started therapy last year because I was still carrying around a lot of shame and bitterness about my past and still struggling with some social anxiety and self-esteem. I'd done a lot of work myself to improve and heal all of these matters. But during that process, you know, I I had reached a point in that process where I realized that I deserve to have support to not have to do all of this all on my own. And because I had the means to do so, I knew that I should take advantage of the support of a therapist. So I started going to therapy and I learned so much. I healed so much. I grew so much. But one of the most important things that I took away from therapy is the danger of making assumptions about what other people think. I first discussed this with my therapist when I was gearing up to begin coaching for the first time, but was incredibly nervous about it. I had all these fears that people would think that I was too young, 
that people wouldn't take me seriously, that they wouldn't find our discussions helpful because I have no experience yet, or that they'd see me visibly being nervous and just kind of write me off. And when I shared all of this with my therapist, she looked at me and said, how do you know? Have any of these people actually ever told you any of these things? And of course, they hadn't. And so my therapist said to me, isn't it unfair to assume that people are going to think the worst of you? And not only unfair to yourself, but specifically unfair to them. How would you feel if you found out that people were assuming the worst of you? For obvious reasons, this kind of gutted me, that specific therapy session where this first came up. I, I felt like I would be deeply hurt if I found out that people were assuming the worst of me, that they just assumed that I hated them, that I didn't like them, that they assumed that I didn't take them seriously or I thought that their work was silly or that their pursuits, their career, whatever was silly or any other circumstance, right? I would be gutted to find out that they thought the worst of me or that if I said any of those things to them, that they would assume that I was kind of just lying or trying to be nice, trying not to hurt their feelings. And I hated, 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 hated knowing that that was what I was secretly doing to other people. I was making all sorts of assumptions about what other people thought of me as a new coach, what other people thought of me as an author, what other people thought of me as a creative, as a podcaster, as a human being. And yet, to be fair, this is something that we all do. Most often we do it subconsciously, but we all do it. We project our own insecurities onto other people and assume the worst of them, of them, assume that they are thinking these things about us. Because we see ourselves a certain way, we assume that other people see us that way as well, even if that truly is not the case, right? So the only reason that I was worried that people would think I was too young to be a coach was because I thought I was too young to be a coach, or at the very least, I was worried that I was too young. I was worried that I didn't have enough life experience, that I didn't have enough wisdom, that I didn't have enough knowledge. The only reason that I assumed that other people wouldn't take me seriously is because I wasn't taking myself seriously. I wasn't giving myself enough credit for how much I already knew, for how much I had already helped people through my work. So again, I want to encourage you to take some time this weekend or this week, whenever you're listening in from, to Check your own assumptions about what other people think of you and your creative work. Do you know for a fact that your family thinks that your art is silly? Or are you just worried that they think your art is silly? Do you secretly harbor that limiting belief that your own art is silly? Do you know for a fact that readers will one day think that your book kind of sucks? Or are you just making that assumption because of your own limiting beliefs? Sometimes people do have terrible beliefs about us. Sometimes people do think that our work is silly or a waste of time or that we have no talent. But if you believe in yourself, if you have developed a strong relationship with yourself and strong self-belief, strong self-assurance, then anybody else's opinion does not matter. Because at the end of the day, if you love your work, 
other people are going to love it too. If you love yourself, other people are going to love you too. It may not be the people in your family or the people that are in your acquaintance currently, but you are not alone in this world, right? This is something I say all the time. I'm sure I've said it in past podcast episodes. I know I say it in my newsletters and with my clients. You are not special in the best of ways. There are 8 billion people on this planet. The chances that you are so incredibly unique that you are the only person who could ever love you or your art is ridiculous, right? It's astronomically unlikely. So focus on what you believe about yourself. Focus on what you know to be true about yourself, right? Assumptions are unfair because they're dismissive. By making assumptions about what other people think of you and your work, you're not taking people at their word. Or you're not letting people tell you what they really think. And that's really unfair to other people. But making assumptions isn't just unfair to those around you. It is destructive to your own self-esteem. Because, as I've said, assumptions come from within, right? They are the projections of your own insecurities. And the more that you assume that other people do think the worst of you, the stronger your mental narrative about your own not-enoughness is going to become, right? That narrative may not be true, but the more that you imagine it to be true for yourself, the more that you assume that it is true, the more real it's going to feel. And your brain is going to take that at face value. If you assume it's all true, your brain is going to assume that it's true, right? There's a lot of assumptions happening here. And that's going to erode your confidence as a creative and as a human being. It's, it may even keep you from trying whatever it is that you want to try, whatever it is that you want to do. For years and years and years, my own assumptions kept me from working one-on-one with clients in any capacity. They kept me from showing up for live events, like even 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 semi-live events, like recording a podcast live, as I'm doing now, um, recording a podcast kind of off the cr- cuff without a script, right? Um, but they kept me from showing up for webinars, teaching them, right? They kept me from doing interviews on other people's podcasts or so many, so many situations where I could have offered so much help, so much value, so much wisdom, so much knowledge to other people to support them in their own creative journeys and in doing so to enrich and enliven my own. Nobody was stopping me but me. Nobody was stopping me but my own limiting beliefs and the assumptions that I was making about what other people were going to think of me. That is the danger of making assumptions. They will kill your creative confidence. They will kill your creative joy. So take some time this weekend, or like I said, whenever you're listening in from, to take a mental note of what you are assuming and to ask yourself, how do you actually know that to be true? What evidence do you actually have that that is true? And do you have any evidence that the opposite might actually be reality? Because there's a good chance that there is some of that evidence out there that people don't actually think that you're silly or talentless or not enough, that you are capable of doing 
so much more than you currently give yourself credit for. And even if there's not any of that evidence yet, there are steps that you can take to start creating that evidence for yourself today, to start stepping into bigger and better beliefs that are going to serve you as you pursue what you want to pursue inside of your creative practice. So check those assumptions, my friends. Okay? I'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to today's Wild Making. If this episode felt like coming home to yourself as an artist or a maker, please consider subscribing, rating, and reviewing to help this podcast reach a wider audience of creatives like yourself. And for more on untaming your art, be sure to check out my current coaching offers and subscribe to receive weekly wisdom-packed emails in your inbox for free at kristinkiefer.co. Cool? Until next time, shine on, my friend.